You're listening to Rates and Lanes with Rico Mohammed. This is the show where we improve your knowledge of the freight market, improve your bottom line, and improve the transportation industry as a whole. We're talking rates and lanes. Let's move on down the audio road. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Rico Muhammad. This is the Rates and Lanes podcast. Been on a little bit of a hiatus, and tonight I tell you, some things have been in the way that's kind of trying to prevent the show from jumping off tonight. Uh, computers just had an up, update to... Uh, to my computer and it was down and it literally just came back up five minutes ago. So give me a few seconds. We're going to try to fill the space real quickly. Um, I got some information that I'm trying to get back up and uh, some stuff that we need to have to get the show off. But, um, Glad to be back anyway, back in the saddle again. Um, was out of the country for a couple of days. Well, we took a little while. Took a little time off, tried to recharge the old batteries and uh, and that whole thing. And uh, much needed, much deserves a little bit of time away. He hadn't had a vacation in quite some time. And um, so, yeah, we're trying to get back in the groove, get back, uh, get back in the saddle again. Let me see. I'm trying to get the... Uh, USDA uh, report back up so that I can get that information for you guys. And also, I'm trying to get the information available for the uh, bad broker report as well, because I know we've been gone for a little while, but I want to try to get that information for you guys as well. And... Let's see. <laughs> Everything is going haywire over on my end, but I'm going to work it out. Just bear with me for a few seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. All right. We got this week's DAT, uh, not DAT, excuse me. We have the USDA fruit and vegetable report back. And for this week, I'm going to try to post links a little bit later on because I was trying to do all this before the show, but like I said, things kind of went haywire. Uh, and this week, we don't have any markets that are showing us that there are any shortages or slight shortages throughout the uh, United States. There's not one market that is reporting any kind of movement right there, which is bad news for us because we like to see a little bit of movement on that shortage or slight shortage side of the table. Uh, but we do have a little couple of areas that have slight surpluses. So those are areas that we want to know so we can know where we need to try to avoid or make sure that we take a little bit of extra if we're working that spot market going into those areas. And those two areas that are showing in that, uh, a slight surplus right now are both in Texas, uh, Texas as a whole and Mexico crossing through Texas are both showing slight surpluses of loads to trucks right now. So if you're going down that way, headed down into the Laredo, McAllen, Brownsville area of Texas, and Texas on on general purposes, you want to get a little bit extra going in because coming out, it may be a little tight. Um, Let's move on from there. And we may have uh, Mr. Chuck Snow will be joining us tonight as well. Like I said, everything kind of went haywire here, right here at the end. And uh, so we're trying to uh, trying to get everything back in order. So, all right. Moving on from now, let's jump over into this week's DAT trend lines of this week. Freight volume surged in the week following Thanksgiving, sending van rates up two cents to two dollars and nine cents per mile, and flatbed rates were up one cents to two dollars and thirty cents two dollars and thirty cents per mile. 
Reefer rates held steady at an unseasonal high of $2.43 per mile. November's monthly average rate for both fans and reefers hit levels not seen since June of 2014. Let's take a deeper dive and let's jump over into uh, the van load to truck, uh, van load demand and capacity. And for the week of November 26th to December 2nd, Low board activity surged last week following the Thanksgiving holiday. Van load posts increased 68% and truck posts increased 23%. That caused the load truck ratio to jump 37% from 6.8 loads per truck up to 9.3 loads per truck. The highest load to truck ratio in years and the uh, national average rate increased by two cents. Historically, taking a look back, fan load posts increased by 11% in November compared to October, and truck posts fell 7%. As a result, the, net, the November load-to-truck ratio increased 19% to 6.9 van loads per truck, the highest monthly average in years. November ratio was 124% higher than it was in November of 2016. Okay, and the national average price for diesel currently, it's down by 0.3 percentage points, down to $2.92 per gallon on a national average. Let's jump over in. Let's see how the rates performed for dry vans over the past week on the spot market. We have the national average van rate increased $2.09 per mile as retail goods made their way across the country from west to east. Van rates moved higher in Columbus, Ohio, Allentown, PA, as freight moved into position near major population centers. Rates were also up in Denver. Taking a look back historically, the national average van rate for November increased $0.05, cents, $0.07 cents per mile compared to October. That's the highest monthly average in more than three years. The rate was $0.40 cents higher than, it, than the average in November of 2016. Taking a look around the country, we have Philadelphia, Pennsylvania checking in out at northeastern portion of the United States showing an average spot market rate of $2.05 per mile. Moving down into the uh, southeastern portion of the United States, we have Atlanta, Georgia checking in, showing average spot market rates of $2.35 per mile. Moving up into the Midwest portion of the United States, we have Chicago, Illinois checking in, showing average spot market rate for dry vans at $2.74 per mile. Moving down into the Midwestern portion of the United States, we have Dallas, Texas checking in, showing average spot market rates of $1.89 per mile. Moving over into the West Coast, the City of Angels, Los Angeles, California, is checking in, showing average spot market rates of $2.72 per mile coming out of the West Coast. And that wraps up that portion of the dry van portion of the uh, DAT report. Let's move over to the skateboards, the flatbed demand and capacity portion of the report. For November 26th through December 2nd, flatbed load post and truck post increased as expected Following the Thanksgiving holiday, low posts jumped 67% and truck posts increased by 42%. That caused the load-to-truck ratio to rise 18% loads per truck. The national average flatbed rate moved higher last week. And so let's take back a look historically. Compared to October, flatbed load postings were down by 29% in November while truck postings declined by 3%. That resulted in a 27% decline 
in the load to truck ratio compared to the previous month at 29 loads per truck. The ratio was 94% higher than in November of 2016. Let's take a look back and see how the flatbed spot market rates were performing December the 2nd. And in the week following Thanksgiving, the national average flatbed rate increased $0.01 cents to $2.30 per mile. The flatbed load-to-truck ratio also moved higher last week. Taking a look back historically, the national average flatbed rate in November dipped $0.03 cents to $2.33 per mile compared to October's record high. Flatbed rates are... 40% higher than in November of 2016. Taking a look around the country, starting out in the northeastern portion of the United States, we have Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, checking in, showing $3.91 per mile on the uh, moving down into the southeastern portion of the United States. Atlanta, Georgia, checks in, showing average spot market rates of $2.48 per mile. Moving into the Midwest, Rock Island checks in, showing $2.90 per mile for spot market on uh, flatbeds. Moving down into the South Central, coming out of Houston, Texas, average spot market rate of $2.55 per mile. And wrapping up the flatbed spot market report coming out of the West Coast, Phoenix, Arizona, checks in showing an average spot market rate of $1.65 per mile. And now, wrapping up the report, moving on over to temperature control, the reefer segment, uh, demand and capacity portion of this report. Reefer load posts spiked in the week following Thanksgiving week. Posts soared by 55%, while truck posts increased only 12%. That caused the load-to-truck ratio to increase 40% to a multi-year high of 132 Loads per truck, the national average reefer rate was unchanged. Moving back, looking back historically, in November, reefer load posts increased by 14%, while truck posts declined by 2% compared to October. That caused the load-to-truck ratio to increase 16% up to 12 loads per truck. The ratio was up 78% compared to uh, November of 2016. To see how those reefer rates were performing on the spot market around the country. And for the week of November 26th through December the 2nd, the national average reefer rate held steady at $2.43 per mile. For the second week in a row, that's the highest average reefer rate in more than three years. The reefer load-to-truck ratio also hit a multi-year high. Thinking back historically, in November, the national average reefer rate was $2.43 per mile, which was $0.11 cents higher than the October average and the highest monthly average since June of 2014. Compared to November 2016, the rate was 47 cents higher. Taking a look around the country, starting out in the northeastern portion of the United States, we have Elizabeth, New Jersey, checking in, showing average spot market rates for reefers at $2.01 per mile. Moving down into the Mid-Atlantic or the southeastern portion of the report, we got Lakeland, Florida checking in, showing average spot market rates for reefers at $1.35 per mile. Moving into the Midwest, Green Bay, Wisconsin checks in, showing average spot market rates for reefers at $3.62 per mile. Moving down into the south-central portion of the United States, McAllen, Texas, checking in, showing average spot market rates of $2.07 per mile. And wrapping up the report coming out of the West Coast, we have uh, Fresno, California, checking in, showing average spot market rates 
blank shore average spot market rates of $2.36 per mile. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this week's VAT report. And I'm trying to get back and get my bad broker report. So I appreciate you guys for bearing with me, having a lot of stuff that uh, seems to be going a little haywire on my end. Uh, and... Let's see here. The magic of live radio. Okay, some of the stuff is coming together. I see we got... I got my screeners back on board, so we'll be able to take a couple of calls tonight. Let's see. I'm trying to get the... uh, Get in here so I can get this bad broker report. And I had it compiled, and here we go. All right. So we're going to be able to go back. Let's see. Since we are December the 6th, we're just going to go back to everything that we found for this month, beginning this month. And we got quite a few of them on the list. So we got... Valencia, we're going to start off with uh, Valencia Freight Company, Inc. That MC number for Valencia Freight Company is 972-537. FMCSA shows trust fund is canceled. Over $44,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. Overland Express, LLC, that MC number is 515-790. Trust fund is canceled. Over $30,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. TM Express Inc. MC number is six two three one three three. Almost twenty three thousand dollars in non-payment complaints have been reported. M M&M and Logistics Incorporated or Grace Trucking Inc. That MC number is seven zero three nine seven eight. FMCSA shows surety bond canceled. Over thirty seven thousand dollars in non-payment complaints have been reported. Marco Logistics LLC or Marco Transportation LLC. That MC number is 736-882. FMCSA shows trust fund is canceled. Over $153,000 in active non-payment complaints have been reported. Pro-Alliance Network, Inc., that MC number is 995-803. Trust fund canceled. Over $62,000 in reported non-payment complaints have been reported. There's also a report out. It says that there are nearly $1 million in unpaid carrier invoices. This uh, pro-Alliance Network, Inc. is an extreme risk. Drayden, Inc., All Fresh Transportation. That MC number is 252-905. Surety bond canceled. Over $108,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. Now operating as All Fresh Logistics, Inc., MC number is 989-932. Carriers, beware. This is a high-risk broker. Precision Precision Cargo and Recovery, Inc. MC number is 516-196. Over $9,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. FMCSA shows surety bonds counsel. Extreme risk. CART. Brokerage Services, LLC. That MC number is 354-556. FMCSA shows trust fund scheduled for cancellation. Over $617,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. Tagney Global Logistics, Inc. That MC number is 303-409. FMCSA shows trust fund counsel. Over $101,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. Twist Logistics, Inc., 536669 is that MC number. 
Over $73,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. FMCSA shows trust fund is canceled. Willow Creek Transportation, excuse me, Willow Creek Transport and Brokerage, Inc. MC number is 639595. Over $56,000 in non-payment complaints reported to Truck Stop. Uh... Phoenix Logistics Supply Chain Solutions, Inc. That MC number is 543910. There has been reported that this broker has $90,000 in unpaid carrier invoices. Recycling Revolutions, LLC. This is a shipper. Recycling Revolution, LLC, um, shows that this broker has $7,000 an unpaid carrier invoice for This is a shipper. There is no MC number for this. Uh, this is a shipper. Uh, Billion Palau Corporation, BP Logistics. Palillion Corporation, BP Logistics. That MC number is 789-146. There are over $33,000 in non-payment complaints that have been reported. That MC number for them is 789-146. Flying Eagle Transport, LTD. MC number is 517-898. Shorty Bun Council. Um, goodness gracious. There's notice that there's an intent for nearly $64 million in unpaid carrier invoices for Flying Eagle Transport, LTD. Once again, that MC number is 517-898. Buzz Logistics, LLC. The MC number is 792-039. Trust fund is canceled. Over $432 in non-payment complaints have been reported. So we got as little as $432 and it's meant as much as $64 million right now, and I'm still going. Uh, Excel Freight Logistics, LLC, that MC number is 951344. Over $6,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. Gabriel Forwarders, Inc., Gravel Van Lines, LLC. Uh, MC number is 184224. This broker has over $85,000 in unpaid carrier invoices. South Coast Logistics, LLC. That MC number is 911-001. Trust fund is counseled. Over $50,000 in active non-payment complaints have been reported. Jones Express, Inc. MC number 200-308 has over $31,000 in unpaid carrier invoices. Intercoastal Wholesale and Distribution, Inc., MC number 835-934, Surety Bund Council, uh, nearly $54,000 in unpaid carrier invoices. Cardi Logistics, LLC, Cardi Transportation, LLC, that MC number is 929-464. FMCSA shows Trust Fund Council, over $23,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. ITL Logistics, LLC, MC number is 944-066. Surety Bund counseled over $6,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. Bullet Truck Brokerage, MC number 762-618. Over $17,000 in non-payment complaints. To National Service Corp, MC number 215-893. FMCSA shows Surety Bund Surety uh, shows trust fund counsel. Uh, there have been reports of nearly $10,000 in unpaid carrier invoices from Ansonia Credit Data. World Steel Inc. This is a shipper. World Steel Inc. out of Houston, Texas. No broker authority of bond. Uh, there's a notice that there is over $12,000 in unpaid carrier invo invoices from Ansonia Credit Data. Headman Inc., that MC number is 684-165.
FMCSA shows bond is canceled. Over $3,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. Now operating as LeBeau uh, Le Logistics Corporation, the MC number for the new 995-393. National Truck Lines, LLC, MC number is 970-549. FMCSA shows bond canceled. Over $32,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. And wrapping up the report, and these, everything that I've listed off, that I've read off to you guys right now, all of this is showing just as of 12-1-2017. So we didn't even go back for the whole time period that we were out uh, on a little bit of hiatus. So I can only imagine. So I just hope that everybody has been uh, being diligent on their um, on, on doing their background checks, on making sure that they are checking these people out, vetting them before they provide services to them. And hopefully none of our listeners uh, have been caught up and snared by any of these uh, bad brokers that are out here. The last one on the list here is Coastal Truck Lines. That MC number is 943-632. FMCSA shows trust line is canceled. Over $13,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. So, yeah, we're hoping that um, nobody has had the unfortunate circumstances of dealing with these guys or pulling any of these guys' freight. And uh, when I get a chance, next time I have uh, Hank Seaton on with us, I want to ask him some questions, too, because it seemed that there were a couple of people that were on that list that have reincarnated under a new brokerage and I was under the assumption that there were supposed to be safety measures in place through uh, the new laws through FMCSA to try to prevent that from happening and what are the uh, ramifications that are going to be levied down for people that are guilty of such violations because they just close one book of business after they've ripped off a bunch of people and open up uh, a whole new, uh, open up a new shingle and start that, start the process all over again. And so what's there to help protect the, um, you know, the small guys and, 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 and the uh, trucking companies out there to prevent these things from happening. And so I'm waiting to see if you are on the line, press number one, so we can see you and uh, get you up and on board if you're with us. Um, Chuck was going to try to drop by with us tonight and uh, share some information with us as well. And I'm trying to have some other stories that I was trying to get to you guys, but like I said, my computer just went through an update. And we lost everything that we had uh, already pulled up for you guys. Uh, also, we got important dates that are coming down the pipeline right now. Um, while we're thinking about it, and I'm trying to see if I can recover some of this data and information that I have for you guys. Right now, you know, it's um, open enrollment period for health care. If you don't have health care, uh, you can go to the uh, healthcare.gov and begin the process for your state to try to get health care coverage for yourself and for your family. If you don't have it, if you're an operator and you don't have health care coverage, uh, you have open enrollment is now until December the 15th. December the 15th is uh, kind of like the deadline to be able to get coverage. So make sure that you um, are being diligent going about and, and get yourself covered uh, to make sure that you are good to go for next year, that you got health care coverage. Also, fastly approaching, uh, and I'm not sure there was some information that may have been coming down, but there's still some last-ditch efforts to try to see if there's going to be some type of uh, holdback or repeal to the uh, ELD laws kicking in. But if not, then, then, you know, that deadline is fast approaching as well. And uh, that's kind of where I wanted to uh, get from you guys tonight 
to find out if you don't mind, give me some feedback. What is it that you guys are uh, to help out the other listeners that that may be listening in? Uh, what what solutions have you look found? What uh, are you using to give some other people some feedback on some things that might be able to help them out if they got? Uh, if, so we want to try to help provide some people. I am currently using. I have been using for the past uh, few years. I've been using the uh, Rand McNally Fleet T and D. Fleet Edition by Ram McNally. Uh, it's a fully integrated ELD system, plugs into the truck, the whole nine. Uh, that's what I have been using for quite some time now. There's some pros and cons to that, um, to, to using that system. It can be a little bit cumbersome. Uh, it doesn't have uh, all of the different bells and whistles that I like. And even the um, the, the GPS portion of it uh it's not the greatest that i you know the the, the regular random McNally gps the routing is a little bit better than what's available on this uh than what's on the uh okay chuck chuck press number one for me let me so i can see you on the line um just got a message that chuck was on the line and maybe my call screen will maybe a sweep at the helm. Let me try this one. Chuck, is that you? Yes, it is, Rico. All right, good deal. Um, How are you? I was, I, I was just, I, I'm well, I'm well. I got a chance to recharge the batteries a little bit. Like I said, we were, we had a little bit of a hiatus out of the country for a little while, and and uh, coming back, uh, trying to get back in the saddle again. Everything. Kind of a, a crazy day. I had everything kind of already laid out, and and then I got a an alert on my computer saying it needed an update, and I hit the update button, and I barely got I barely got everything back up and going. Maybe two minutes before the schedule time for the show to jump off. <laughs> well, that's how it goes, you know. Man makes plans, and God laughs. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's 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 been a little haywire over here. But, uh, yeah, that's I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> was talking about the uh, upcoming pending ELD uh, deadline, um, and and man, it's been a while since we had a show. So you know, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome our good friend and resident mentor to the show, Mr. Chuck Snow. Uh, Chuck, since the last time we've had a chance to talk, man, give us a, give us an update. Bring us up to speed on everything that. Uh, uh, been going on on your end, and also you know some news and uh, news, different news stories and stuff. Because uh, I seen that you and Hank Seaton was hanging out up at the nasty function um, while I was down in Mexico, and um, that looked like that. You guys had a blast up there. So give a, catch everybody up on what's been going on and, and with you guys. Well, I got to tell you, the guys at Nastic, uh, they do it right. They they put on a spread this year. This is my second year um, being there. This year we were an exhibitor, and it was phenomenal. The speakers were good. He had some new speakers, um, and he had some of the same people, but they, they had different messages. Um, this year he had an addition, uh, a fascinating woman by the name of Marilyn Landis, and, and she was unbelievable. And she works with the Ombudsman's Office for the Small Business Association uh, in Washington, D.C., and she's working tirelessly for small business people, especially owner-operators. One of the things, you know, being Canadian, it's a little bit different a landscape here than it is in the U.S. Um, I didn't realize the difficulty that small business people have in the United States getting traditional financing from banks. Uh, it's just not available in a lot of cases, and therefore um, people in our industry especially are forced to go to alternative, more expensive financing such as factoring, which is a very, very expensive way to grow your business. We've talked about it on the show a number of times. Um, and one of the other things that came out is just Washington is just so difficult a place to maneuver for for anybody that doesn't know the landscape. So any of these organizations like NASTIC, um, 
I don't know what it costs for a single owner operator to join. Somebody has their own authority, but it's certainly well worth your while. They have, they have a, a full-time lobbyist and, and they've got great connections. Uh, one of the, one of the real interesting takeaways from that show that I want to share with everybody, we had an economist speaking, and he's, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't remember his name. He was there last year, brilliant speaker, and, and the man certainly understands business, has a good idea about our industry, and he brought up a great point that we've never, re- I don't think we've ever brought it up on this show, and that is if you're going after customers, don't go after customers that have commodities. That means don't go after people that have lumber. Don't go after people that have steel. Uh, don't go after people that have grain. Uh, don't go after people that have garbage. Because what happens in those cases, the freight bill is such a, a huge percentage of the value that those customers will leave you for a penny because freight is so important. We really need to concentrate on going after customers where the freight is such a small component of the amount of goods being shipped because those people don't care. What they care about is service. So if you go after machinery and pharmaceuticals and things like that, you're going to do a lot better than you are going after things like garbage and grain. And it made so much sense. And it was a great takeaway that we were all talking about afterwards. Hmm. That's that's very interesting. Yeah. You know, that's really the best thing I, I've heard in a long time, and it makes so much sense. Because it costs you the same to run your truck. Commoditized freight. Right. And you were speaking about nasty, just for everybody that, that may or may not be familiar, if we got someone new that's on the line. NASDAQ stands for National Association of Small Trucking Companies. One of the very few uh, associations that are out here of the alphabet soups of associations that is well worth the price of membership. Single owner operators, I think it's 250 bucks a year. Um, my guy up there at NASDAQ is Bobby Copeland. If you decide to join, you know, if you hear it from us, just tell them that we passed you along to them. Uh, we don't really get anything out of it. Uh, just, you know, I just kind of like to refer to people that I know that I've dealt with up that way. Uh, Bobby is a, a real good guy. Um, but um, they also offer uh, truck insurance, NASDAQ fuel, uh, you know, join the membership. The, the To get the fuel card is worth the price of the, of the membership. It pays for itself. Oh, you're right on that one, Rico. Um, a good friend of mine up here in Canada. Now he runs about uh, he runs about sixteen or, or seventeen trucks, and he's a member of Nastic just for the fuel. He loves their fuel program. It really works for him where he runs. Um, and I spoke to an awful lot of owner operators there and small fleet owners, and the, you know the the fuel program was well worth it. Because what they're doing is they're buying, it, they take everybody's um, purchase and they chunk them all together. They consolidate them. Absolutely. And they, um, and they make those purchases, uh, they get great deals because of those uh, purchases because they're able to do it so much cheaper, uh, to buy fuel so much cheaper because of the fact that they've got the volume. They get killer deals and you can, they, they beat, they will beat the their discount will beat trying to buy fuel with cash at oh, mom and pop truck stops. And I know that you can go to mom and pop truck stops and you get a better you get a you get a nice discount or whatever, but you'll get a better you'll, you'll get a better price on fuel utilizing nasty and that's one way to pay for the membership outright. You know, it it'll pay for itself with within under depending on how hard you run and the frequency that you're running. That fuel discount will pay for itself in under three months. So you'll get the price of your membership back and then some within three months. And that's that's one heck of a return on an investment, if you ask me. Um, and, and and all the different – there's a different suite of services that NASDAQ offers. 
Um, you know, I, I know that before we recommended Nasty, and a lot of people kind of, I got a little bit of pushback from some people that were saying, well, they went to the, uh, they went to their, uh, Nastic has a, uh, a program that they like for everyone to come through, uh, that when they kind of like an initiation program, and it was, and they kind of felt like it was a giant sales pitch. Well, hey, they're in the business of selling, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just be honest about it. They have to keep the lights on and everything else, but just because they're selling don't mean that you got to be buying. If it doesn't, um, and, and this is just me trying to be full disclosure. I don't have a cut card about the whole situation. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being paid. But uh, but I'm just re- I recommend that you know it, it can benefit your business tremendously, and just because that they have a sales pitch that they're giving you on all the different suites of services that they have, don't mean that you necessarily got to buy them if it don't fit your operation. But you can also they have training for you that you can go and get trained on how to do your own uh, uh, drug collection and alcohol collection. You can save that money. Instead of having to go to a lab or whatever, of course you can't drug test yourself. But you get if you got your wife, if you're a small operation, you take your wife with you. You go, get, you go get certified. You go get your wife certified. It's all part of um, um, some of the services that they offer. You become certified for five years to be able to do your own uh, drug and alcohol collection samples. You get the whole. You get all the kits and everything that you need to do your drug and alcohol. Um, for your uh, consortium, which is part of what you have to have for your operating authority anyway, you need to be in a drug consortium. Uh, so all of that stuff is included into your program. Um, they have some different software, different stuff. You know, you have to do the shopping and, and find out if that's the best fit for you or not. But they do have good, in my opinion, very good services. And uh, definitely, like I said, if you don't get nothing else, if you just get that fuel discount, that's worth the price of the membership right there alone. Um, but they I couldn't do agree do more, Rico. Job. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. They do do a wonderful job up that way, and they have many people that are advocates for our industry that you can tap into those resources, such as actually um, Hank Seaton. Uh, they were directly responsible for getting me in contact with Hank Seaton for him to be able to, uh, for us to start the segment, you know, the monthly segment that we do with Hank Seaton on the show, they helped me get that introduction. Um, they have Rick Gobble, who is uh, um, one of the, you know, former, um, he started out down in Tennessee with the, uh, with the whole compliance and everything as far as, uh, um, you know, he's a former, former, I'm, I'm trying to think of the name of it, but, uh, but he was a former DOT officer, the longest short of it. Uh, but he right now he helps and advocates on the behalf of memberships to uh, do data cues and everything like that for when you are pulled over and have different violations. He tries to help walk walk you through those different situations and um, and and try to get you through those situations without it being uh, impactful on you or your FMC on your CSA scores. So it's definitely. Uh, Nastic has a, a whole bunch of different things that they have to offer. And uh, if you are out here running under your own authority, you definitely, it's definitely worth having them on, in your corner. Anything else you want to add about that, uh, that situation there, Chuck? No, it just, you know what? And they're on top of all that, uh, they are a, a phenomenal um, mouth for us, for all of us in Washington, D.C., um, these guys have, they've, as I said, they hired a lobbyist. Uh, now they've got Marilyn. Uh, they have a full-time lobbyist, but they have Marilyn who's advocating for them, which in turn is advocating for us. Um, and there's, you know, they tried to fight the ELD along with, you know, with everybody else, but the, and they were there doing their be- uh, best. Uh, they, were, they were at the front lines. And I think for 250 bucks, you couldn't ask for better, especially when you get it back in fuel. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and this whole ELT thing, what are, what are, what are you hearing about this thing? Because it's kind of heating up hot and heavy down here on this end. Uh, are you hearing anything down on, up there on your end about the, the whole ELT mandate? Uh, well, I haven't met anybody that is really excited about December 18th, to tell you the truth. Um, <laughs> and, 
No, I haven't heard anything other than that everybody is, you know, people that were fighting it and digging their heels in are now uh, installing ELDs in their truck. Um, you know, I and I've read some stuff here and there that Indiana was uh, changed their mind and they were try- asking for an extension, but I really I don't think it'll happen. I think the closest thing we have to an extension is uh, apparently they're not going to enforce anything uh, until April, and that should be interesting. And nobody is prepared to the degree they should be for this. Uh, you know, the carriers, uh, an awful lot of the carriers are not prepared. Certainly the, the companies that utilize our services, and when I mean ours, I mean all of our services, an awful lot of them have not prepared um, the shippers or the receivers. They're, they're not loading us or unloading us in time. We're still going through those difficult, you know, we still have to deal with some of those difficult receivers where, you know, to, to take off two skids is a six or eight hour ordeal. Um, that's happening, right. you know, it's still happening. And I would have thought that would have gotten a little bit better. What I am finding is those uh, receivers that have those reputations, drivers are digging their heels in and saying, get somebody else to deliver that one. I'm not doing it because I lose a day's work on that. And you can't blame yeah, me. Yeah, and what, absolutely. And one of the things that I'm also doing that for myself, and I recommend everybody else too, especially when you're in your negotiations on your lows, on if you're dealing anything on the spot market. And like Chuck said, everybody pretty much knows uh, which places are notorious, you know, your grocery warehouses, et cetera, for, for holding you hostage like that. And uh, I'm, I'm adding, if I'm going to a grocery warehouse, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and tack on an extra 200 bucks Two to two, two to three hundred bucks to whatever the rate it is. I'm going to do, um, do a low for. Uh, so make sure, don't just when you get get good pertinent information while you're doing your negotiations, ladies and gentlemen. Don't just get the city or whatever, and then when you the rate confirmation after you agree to a price, the rate crazy confirmation comes across, and then you see that it's going to the hellhole grocery receiver in town. Um, just then you're kind of, you know, you're kind of in the paint, so to speak. Uh, get that information before you agree to do the load. Uh, find out where it's going to beforehand, and, and that way you don't get yourself. Uh, and like I've always advocated here, you know, we should be operating, especially if you don't have it in your head. A lot of times I recommend you have it on paper. Have a little checklist that you're going off of, or even create a little script that you're going off of when you're dealing with uh, your negotiations, so that you make sure that you don't you're dotting all your eyes and you're crossing all your T's, so that you don't get caught in a situation um, such as that where you get caught with a bad going to a bad shipper or a bad receiver, and you're going to be held up like that. Uh, work smarter, not harder. That's one of Rico, the Rico. That's ways. one of the areas, though, and we've talked about this one on the show before. If our listeners change their uh, their MOs and they start running lanes, okay, rather than running crazy, and it either you know they they run from point A to point B, they get to know who all the bad actors are. The problem right. is when you when you know when you're based out of California and you end up in Maine, um, you know once or twice or, or four times a year, and you're looking for a load out of Maine to go back west you're kind of at everybody's mercy. You don't really know where you're going to load or where you're going to unload. You're in unfamiliar territory. And I think with all of the, these changes in, in legislation in the U.S., I think it's more important than ever. And I keep saying this and saying it, but, and people are starting to buy in to have those lanes so you have the familiarity. And you know who the bad actors are, so you know if you've got to go in there, you can, you know, you can count on the fact that, well, if I go in there, I've lost six hours, either get paid for it or work your day, day around it. So you go, you know what, I know it's going to be six hours, so I'm really going to take my rest there. Right. And, and you know, when, um, when you're handed lemons, make lemonade. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, it, 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 and it depends. Sometimes, you know, you know your situation. Like I said, I, I, there's a, I've got a couple of notorious ones 
uh, in my area down in Atlanta, the Kroger Grocery Warehouse down there. Uh, it's uh, it's if 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 I need a load to get me home, if I got to take something, that might be one way way that I'm I'm willing to deal with that delay or whatever because I'm going to be at home anyway. But it doesn't matter. Pretty much when you go into that Kroger warehouse down there, you're going to be there anywhere from four to six hours, regardless of what it is that you got on. And and that's being that's being nice. Um, I've seen poor guys sitting in there complaining they they've been in there the the, uh, the day before still sitting in the dock door. <laughs> well, you know what, and and why? Yeah, you're right. And that happens sometimes in that industry. And and what seems to happen with produce is the um, the receivers, the grocery warehouses, if they've got a, a whole cooler full of broccoli or celery or whatever you've got on your truck, and they don't need it. They're not unloading you. They're going to leave it on your reefer because it's being, you know, it's cold in there. It's the same temperature as their refrigerator. Maybe it's even better. So why should they unload you? And they'll wait until they've made some room, and then they'll take you off. No, not all of the grocery warehouses are like that, but there are some uh, throughout the continent that do that. Yeah, and, and, and that's unfortunate. Uh, but, uh, you know, like I say, make sure that you, you know, get a little bit extra negotiated in and while you're going there. And even if I'm going home, I still try to get that little bit of extra cost. And, you know, that's just a that's just a hassle and a pain in the ass to deal with it, it you know, uh, sitting at the doctor all day long. Uh, Chuck, man, I looked up at the clock and – Shoot, the hour just blew by. We got a couple people with some questions. Let's try to get some people in before we get out of here. Let me go and grab Steve real quick. Steve, you're up and on board with Rico and Chuck. How can we help? Hey, guys. Hi, Steve. Can you hey. hear me? Okay, sure yeah, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah uh, uh, Chuck, uh, I've got uh, two uh, contract customers uh, I'm with Landstar, but they're contract loads. One I'm, on, one I'm driving right now, I've carried I've carried it 125 times the last three years home, uh, a thousand miles. So, uh, and we're getting from our agents that those customers are highly concerned that they're going to lose some of us good guys that are that may jump and run after some of this high paying other freight out there. And I and I said, well, I said we hadn't had much of a raise. I said, but we've got great great rates, uh, right. and they've actually gone and gotten me uh, on one of them 23 percent raise for next year on the contract and on this one uh uh 14 percent uh are you seeing that with contract customers coming up are they worried that they're going to get uh you know you're going to be left out in the cold because you know spot market rates will jump if capacity tightens and and they know that people will people will jump and run it i mean there are people here at landstar (laughs) that have that have had loads for years that are jumping off of those and chasing those real high paying loads. I'm not going to do it because I'm like you. I got a lane. I got I got a triangle. And I know right. my three lanes. I know every nook and cranny in those three lanes. Um, and, and, you know, and I do have some spot, spot you know, <clears throat> loads, loads I have to take in those lanes occasionally if something happens. But I know enough about them lanes to be able to do it. So uh, yeah, it works. Work like you said, it works for me. But have you have you seen much of that for next year, or are y'all going to try to push the uh, rate? Not all over the bit. place, but we are seeing uh, some customers that have been concerned about securing um, capacity um, that aren't the that aren't the nickel and dime customers that really want to yeah. get their product to market. Again, those are quite often they're not commodities, right? Right. Yeah, that's it. I, I don't pull. I don't pull commodities. I, <laughs> I pull chemicals. I pull. Uh, there you, you know, go. I, uh, th- you know, I got. I got parts that have to be there. And and if you're there on dime all the time, you get the freight. You know, that's yep. that's what I like. So and that's, uh, you know, and that's uh, how you need to uh, position yourself in this business, Steve. Right. Right. So. All right. Well, you guys do a great show. I've been missing you, but I'm glad you were able to get you a vacation, Rico. He deserves it. I appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> All right. All right. Good night, Steve. Let's Thanks go. We appreciate, appreciate the phone call there, Steve. Let's go and jump and grab Max. Max, you're up and on board with Rico and Chuck. How can we help? Oh, it didn't click in. Let me see. Let's see. There you go, Max. Are you there? 
Oh, it's Matt. Matt, okay. Yeah, Matt, Matt me? you open. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, hey, it's Matt Youngblood. Long time hey, to Matt. talk to you guys. <laughs> yes, sir. How you doing? Um, How you doing, Matt? Well, uh, I think all the ELDs, there's going to be a shift and everything's going to get better once these problems are exposed. And uh, I got a personal example of it. I haven't been listening to you much because my normal route, I was uh, always in bed by this time because I always had a 3 a.m. on a Thursday morning delivery on the East Coast. And my uh, main dedicated shipper, they just went through last week and rerouted a whole bunch of their routes just to make sure everybody's going to be okay on ELDs. And wow. it, um, it actually wiped out my triangle, and now i got a direct haul, uh, direct customers from home down to Florida and right back to home. Excellent. So Good for, work, For man. me, everything's getting better. <laughs> Congratulations. Hey. Yep. As far as, you know, just in general, though, you know, like I'm, I have uh, refrigerated and multiple drops, um, but luckily I'm, I'm dedicated on all my customers so I can build a relationship with receivers. Um, but I've been noticing not a lot yet, but some of them seem to be a little bit more flexible. Yep. Um, good ones. I do good notice. Ones, you're right. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. You know, definitely not all of them and nope. the smarter ones. And some of them are starting to allow a little bit more parking. They're not, I don't think they're ever going to get to the point where they can allow everybody to park, but right. Or at least, you know, somebody might have to deliver in the middle of the night and then they gotta, they gotta at least stay there till six in the morning before they can drive or something. It seems, seems a little bit of flexibility is starting to show on their end. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's good news when you hear these things, at least, there's, yeah. you know, um, at least there's some good stuff happening. It's not all bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I've ever really been for the ELD, but you know, I, I think, uh, extension right now would just kick the can down the road all these problems we've complained about for decades, I'm kind of of the opinion, just let it happen and let these shippers and receivers bear the brunt of the problem and maybe they'll actually improve. Totally agree with you. Yeah, I, I, I've, been, so. I've been, that's something I've been harping on myself, uh, Matt. You know, I, I, like I said, I, for too, for often and for far too long, the trucking industry has been used as the magic eraser for all of the ills that have been coming out of, you know, the different nuances that we have to deal with in the transportation industry. And they just think that, well, once we get it on the truck, you know, and, and we, uh, this, our industry has created an environment to where, um, you know, we, we will take up the slack for everybody else and we'll take it on both ends. You know, we get it coming and going. Um, and and we haven't been compensated. We haven't been fairly compensated for um, taking, uh, you know, being that magic eraser, so to speak, because, you know, we, we catch hell getting loaded, we catch hell getting unloaded and everything in between. And, and, and I don't think that we have been fairly compensated for all of that that we that we bring to the industry. And um, so now... With the ELD mandate, I believe that you know some of the stuff is going to start being uncovered. And um, hey, don't don't you can't jump up and down when it's right here on black and white, right here on satellite uh, satellite tracking, showing where you held me up. Don't look at me. Look at your you know. Go yep. back and talk to your other vendor about what's going on and and why things are the way that they are. Well, I think the next several months are going to be real interesting as the, the impact, you know, we see the effect. No, I think it'll all work out really well. Yeah. So, well, let's uh, let you wrap up the show, Rico. I'll be on here more often now that I'm changing up my schedule. I'll be awake this time of the evening, so we'll catch up with you another day. Good stuff, Matt. Appreciate the phone call. 
before we jump out of here, uh, we uh, got one more caller that was on the line, and I, I like to try to always honor my callers when they when they press the hand, they raise the hand, they want to get in and up with us. So we're gonna go and try and grab Steve down in Georgia. Steve, are you there? Hey, I do appreciate you guys. Uh, I appreciate you guys so much and everything you you do. Um, Rico, I'm glad you, you're back because I've really been missing you around these parks here. <laughs> I really have been. <laughs> uh, but I wanted, want, wanted to tell you guys and, and mainly talk with uh, Chuck Snow. Um, I done, you know, I was leased to Landstar for over two years, and during that land, that period when I was leased to Landstar, I was uh, building up my funds and building up uh, everything to transition over into my own authority. And um, the 13th of this month, I'll be operating up under my authority three months now. And I'm going to tell you guys, I have been loving it. I have been loving it. Listening listening to you, Chuck Snow, listening to you, Rico, and um, listening to uh, Kenny Long and uh, Kevin Kevin Rutherford. Um, You know, doing my homework, everything has really been in in place for me. And uh, one of the best advice, Chuck, that you gave me was that, uh, you told me to work in my own backyard. He said, you said, I'm a one-man, one-truck show, and I don't need to be running all across the United States. And, um, and so I'm domiciled out of Montgomery, Montgomery, Alabama, and I've been running back and, back and forth from Montgomery to Atlanta and turn around and coming back. And um, after, the, after the first couple of months, you know, and I put my numbers together, I'm really looking and seeing that I'm averaging over three dollars a mile wow. by working in my back, back backyard, and part of that, and you know, and I do mean part of that, is building that good relationship with your brokers. I can't stress that enough that when you build your what reputation type, with type, these brokers, what type of freight? What type drive of freight van. You run? Drive van. Um, I, I it's it's mostly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's driving, and um, and it's building that relationship with the brokers. It's like I can send an email and say, "Hey, I'm going to be in your area at such and such time," and I come like I don't even have to struggle with the rate or anything like that. I get I get what I need to get, and I'm mostly home um, every night or every other night. And by doing that, and Chuck, I'm gonna tell you that piece of information that you gave me was really gold. For me in that area, and um, and one of the things that I do want to let you know, and the reason for my call, Chuck, is that I just wanted to let you know that uh, uh, I uh, run into one of your Chicago agents, and um, I didn't let them know about that I that I have talked with you or I knew you or anything like that, and um, I was just kind of testing the waters, you know, just to see. And his name was Jeremy out of the Chicago uh, Chicago office. And do and he really he really went out of his way to make sure that I was comfortable with everything. Um, I didn't have to struggle with the rate or anything like that. And um, I was able to to do the load for him out of the out of the, uh, out of the uh, Georgia area over to the Birmingham area. And the whole time I was riding down the road, I was just thinking in my mind, singing a song in my mind, I'm working for Chuck Snow. I'm working for Chuck Snow. <laughs> but um, but I just had to uh, I just had to call you guys and let you guys know um, that I do appreciate the information and everything is going great and everything is working just fine uh, on my on my end and, and I appreciate you guys so much. I really do. Well, congratulations there, uh, uh, Steve. I appreciate the phone call. Looks like Chuck may have dropped. Uh, looks like Chuck may have dropped out, and I hate that. I was trying to get, I wanted to get him in to uh, give everybody a little bit of a, uh, uh, to let everybody know how to get back in contact with him, and it don't look like he's going to be able to get back in. But so. We are at the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate everybody for taking time out of their busy schedule to get on and up on board with us tonight. Um, let me see here. I'm getting a message. Is that Chuck? <laughs> Before I wrap up? Yeah. Okay, his phone went dead. That's what it was. So he sent me a message saying his phone went dead. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate everybody for taking time out of their busy schedules uh, to come on and listen to us tonight. 
Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. Check us out every Wednesday. We're going to try to, um, now that we're back in the saddle again, we're going to try to keep going strong all the way through. Um, and we want to thank Kevin and Lisa, Lisa Rutherford and the entire Let's Truck team for helping us make this show possible. I plan on trying to get with, um, we have a member of the Let's Truck team that's a uh, former compliance officer. I'm going to try to get him up and on board. Um, maybe next week i got to try and reach out to him and see uh, how his schedule is working. Uh, but I want to try to get some compliance information for you guys. Uh, if you got questions on different things about compliance and, and things of that nature, uh, get them to us. You can send them to us on the Rates and Lanes Facebook page, and uh, we'll try and build some stuff around that. We're going to try and do a show here in the near future about that. So, uh, yeah, get that information. If you got questions about that, get that over to us so we can start to try to build that out. And uh, God willing, we'll see you guys same time, same place here next week and then in the and if I can talk. And until that time, you guys keep it in between the mustard and the mayonnaise and we'll talk to you next week. God bless you and good night. Thanks for joining us on Rates and Lanes. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.